Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier. This podcast about church communication from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're talking about why you should be fired. Now I realize that that is a very, how should we say, clickbait type of subject line, but it's actually kind of true for what we're going to talk about. You know, for a lot of us, when we look at our current positions, whether it's volunteer, full-time, part-time in a church, whether you do media and you're running the soundboard, the lighting board, you run the lyrics on Sunday morning, or maybe you're the person in charge of printing the bulletin, or you run social media, you do Instagram, Facebook, website, you may be the communications person that does it all. The one thing you know about your job is that your job is very unique on a church staff. Again, whether or not you're a volunteer, that also applies as well. There's very few people who can do what you do. So it makes you feel kind of important. You know, if you will, it's, it makes you an indispensable person. You're kind of like, you're the only person who can do this work. And for a lot of us, it's a really great feeling because you are kind of the central nexus of everything that is maybe technical audio lighting, you know, communications for your church. You may be it. And so it really kind of provides you three different things. It provides you a feeling of purpose. Like, you know, you know, on Sunday morning, why you're there, what you're going to do. You know, if you work full time Monday through Friday, what you're doing, you have a very clear sense of purpose. It also gives you a very clear sense of identity. You know who you are, you know what you do versus other people on the staff, you know, other, if you're on some staffs with that are slightly larger and you have a, maybe you have a children's minister, a worship minister, a student minister, they have some parallel type of things that they do in their ministries. Whereas yours is a little more unique because, you know, you may not be dealing with people 24 seven, you're dealing with technical things. You're dealing with a printer maybe, or you're dealing with a computer because you're, that's where you spend majority of your time designing stuff. And the third thing it does is it provides you a sense of significance. Like what you're doing is important. Like Sunday morning cannot happen without you. If you were to go away tomorrow, things would kind of grind to a halt. So you kind of get this, I'm going to say puffed up, but it is a sense of importance. So it provides you this sense of purpose, identity, and significance in the work that you do, which by the way, is mentally speaking, is a very important thing to have in the work that you are called to do. Whether it is volunteer, full-time, part-time, there is a sense that you want to have a purpose, identity, and significance. However, this starts to become an issue for you because you are so unique in what you do with the church that you can start causing some issues uh, for the church. And let me give you three ways that, that this can eventually become an issue for the church. One, if something happens to you, if there's a sudden departure by which you have to leave, whether that is for health reasons, um, you know, uh, family reasons, whatever that is, if there is a sudden departure in some way, shape, or form for what you do, if you are the central nexus of nexus of everything on Sunday morning, Sunday morning may grind to a halt. Um, you may experience that if you've ever been sick on a Sunday morning, then all of a sudden you're scrambling around explaining how things get done because you are the only person who can do those things. So all of a sudden you become this person by which if you are removed out of the equation, things don't happen the way they should. The second thing is, is, is that if you become the central nexus of everything, in other words, you become the central point by which these things get done and you're the only person who can do these things, the organization, the church may not be able to scale at a at the way it needs to scale, it needs to grow because you become the limiting factor in its scalability. In other words, if all of a sudden you need to create more websites for these additional ministry opportunities or web pages and you just don't quote unquote have the time, then all of a sudden 
this now becomes a limiting factor in what the church can do. And all of a sudden you're now, you're now turning around and you're limiting the growth of the church because of your inability to kind of scale the work out. And three, you may be the person who starts to slow innovation because you're the only person who can do certain things. New things cannot be created. So therefore people can't innovate, or you may be the person who just constantly says, no, we're not going to do that because you don't want to innovate. And that becomes an issue because you could be, it could be killing ideas that could be helping fuel the the growth and disciple making of your church. So you want to be careful of those three things. So how do you avoid those three things? I think a simple way to avoid those three things is to imagine that you've fired yourself or you've been fired by somebody or you've been, you're gone tomorrow. So walk yourself through a scenario by which, okay, you, you've been fired. You're gone. Uh, you're not coming into work tomorrow. Sunday morning is not going to have you. What does that look like? And I think if you kind of walk yourself mentally through that, you're going to identify, I think, three different things that are going to be prudent to help avoiding that scenario playing out. By which I mean scenario playing out, mean things not be able to function like they should. And there are three things I think you can do to help avoid that. One, to avoid the idea that you are the central nexus and everything falls on you and help the organization, you need to document all of your processes. These are things that you do on a day-to-day basis. So it could be, how do you set up the printer? How do you print the bulletin? Uh, what's the format size is the bulletin? How do you put graphics in the bulletin? It's it's basically documenting what you do on a day-to-day basis. If is there things that you do on Sunday morning when you set up the audio board, the lighting board, how you put lyrics into ProPresenter or whatever program, Media Shot, whatever program you use. What are your processes? I like to think processes a lot of times are basically checklists. What are the checklists that you walk through in order to make sure things get done and things get done well? What does that look like? And do you have that? Or is it just all stuck in your brain right now? Which is like a lot of us, it probably is stuck in your brain and you've never sat down and actually documented those processes. So first thing you need to do is you need to identify processes and you need to start documenting those processes ASAP. In fact, I say, just grab a scratch pad on Sunday morning. And as you're going through your day, just write down what it is you're doing. So you have some sort of, you know, like a legal pad, have some sort of idea. This is everything we do. And this is everything I do in regards to that. This is how those things are getting done. And then just spend some time later on typing it up and kind of beginning the beginning processes of documenting your process for what you do. Number two thing you can do is document what current projects you're working on. What are the big things that are not a process day-to-day thing, but are, I call like the medium-sized things that you got going on that maybe you're, you're working on for the next 30, 60, 90 days. Maybe it is it's it's pricing out a new soundboard. Maybe it is working on developing a new size of the bulletin. Maybe it's setting up new Instagram accounts, or maybe it's we're working on how to scale out Instagram stories. Whatever that is, what are the current projects you got on your list? So that if somebody else came into your role, they would have an idea what's the next 30, 60, 90 days of what's the stuff that you're working on. What are the big things that you've got going on that you kind of want to keep an eye on. For me, I have about probably 20 projects on a list of these are the 20 top 20 things that I'm working on right now. So if somebody came in tomorrow, I could say, you may not know how to do all these things, but you at least need to know what I'm working on. Here's the top 20 things that I'm working on. And then the third thing you need to do, so you've got projects, you've got your, excuse me, you've got processes, projects. The third thing is, what are your plans? What are your long range plans? What's the long range vision? Now, I know that's hard to do because you may not think, you may not be a vision person. You may be a person who's just trying to get from Sunday to Sunday. And if that's you, that's totally understandable. But I think it's really important to kind of lay out 
why you make certain decisions that you've made and or how things scale out. So for example, for us, we have um, we're multiple campuses. And so I've got some documentation, some plans in place that say, for instance, you start a new campus. Here's the logic for why we make certain decisions that we've made. And this is why certain campuses don't have live streaming. Some have audio only, some have audio and video. It's And, and by the way, here's all the plans for how we're going to go out in the future and do uh, scale out their computer systems, et cetera, those type of things. So that's what we, that's, those are the kind of the plans I've got laid out. I've also got diagrams for plans for how we want to scale out some other stuff in the future in terms of social media content, digital content, et cetera, those type of things. So that's kind of how we've, we've kind of spent some time kind of mapping that out. So I've got, again, I've got my processes all documented. I've got my projects documented and I've got my plans. Here's the plans for the future. Here's where we're headed. I think out of those three, I think in my mind, processes are the most important thing, then projects and then plans. So if you can't do all three, at least get the processes uh, in some sort of documented documentation, then work on probably your projects. And then hopefully if you got time, you can work on the plans as well. But the key thing is definitely getting the processes in place. This whole thing is not about you trying to get rid of yourself, but rather it's you trying to really kind of decouple yourself from the from the church in such a way that it's a healthy thing that you really are setting your church up for success in the future that's really what this is about this is understand helping you understand that this the job that you do and the current work you do is not about you but it's rather it's about the church as a whole helping growing the kingdom and in order to do that and do that well you got to put those things in place that yeah if something happened to you somebody else could step in you're you're really setting your church up for success and that's super super important you have to kind of take yourself out of it and think of the organization as a whole and again for a lot of us that's just hard to do because we're just egocentric sinful people and that's what egocentric sinful people do they want to make sure that they matter at the end and that's okay on one level but on another level you have to again think about how that affects the organization as a whole so that's why i say document your projects uh, document your processes your projects and your plans you do those three things and you're gonna set your organization up for success in the future thank you so much for listening to this episode of let's get practical if you could do us a huge favor go on itunes leave us a rating you can subscribe there as well you can check us out on spotify and also on google play until next time you all take care i'll talk to you soon thanks bye